Alright guys, welcome to the live recording of the Uncrunk Kings podcast. We are with my man Paul. I don't want to butcher your last name, so I'm not even going to try, but you are the host of the Oh Come On Man podcast, and you've got some great stuff. I've been watching a lot of your videos. Why don't you tell a little bit of the people about you know what you're doing and kind of what you're about? Yeah, so uh, maybe a, a year ago, beginning of 2020, I was... After, uh, after about a half a year of just floundering around on the dating circuit, I was like, what the hell am I doing wrong with women? <laughs> so I, I sort of went on a knowledge quest last year, started studying a bunch of psychology books on, uh, you know, what women respond to, you know, stuff like that. And then it's it sort of like that whole process ends up leading you on this journey of being a better person, you know, because women like successful guys you know so to be successful you got to do certain things you got to have a certain mentality you know you gotta stay fit you know stuff like that and um it's funny it just ends up being like this whole journey on being a better man in general i also started studying a bunch of books that sort of led me down the road on men's issues and stuff like that stuff that i didn't even realize you know so I, sometime last year, uh, I was in a. I'm in a, a Facebook group. It's like an exclusive Facebook group for students of this type of thing. And uh, I reached out to the the Facebook group owner, and I was like, "Hey, man, what do you think about me starting a podcast just for the group?" And that's how it started. It started just me and and, and the guys in this this uh, this Facebook community. And then, you know. Sometime last year, I was like, I, I want to branch this out and, and reach more guys outside of this community. And so here we are. No, absolutely. 100%. Um, kind of going off that, man. So I'm guessing, have you read The Rational Mail? Yes. Yeah. I read, um, I read the first three books in that series, actually. I heard there was three. I only got recommendation for the first one from an old master sergeant. This dude saved me from an engagement that I had absolutely no business being in whatsoever now what he had done was military married three times divorced three times and he just simply has been through it all seen it all he sat me down with me and said before you even think about going further with any of this including any further relationships read this book yeah let me tell you that book was completely eye-opening and that led me down a path of like all right what's really going on here this is a psychology trip of what's really going on here. And I know we talked about the um, the Order of Man's podcast with Ryan Mickler. He's doing great things over there. I've been watching him and it's almost like there's such a niche and a way to go about it just to simply get anywhere as, as a man in life because there's so many things working against us now. It's very, very yeah. interesting. It's heartbreaking at that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, one thing I would say though about the Rational Male is uh, it's a great book, but men I don't think should read it uh, if they've just gotten uh, gone through a breakup because <laughs> it's a it's a very like cynical book, uh, especially if you listen to it on audio. The 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 voice actor uh, Sam Bada is the voice actor for that. He just reads it in this like condescending like cynical tone that. If you're in the wrong mindset, you're gonna like, I hate women. You're like, there's there's all these like, you've heard of uh, red pill rage, you know? There, 
a, a lot of those guys uh, end up that way because they they, can't, they went through a bad breakup and then they read the rational. Yeah, no, I, I could totally see where you come from with that. And it, this is kind of like what I'm doing. So even if our movement is pro-man, right? It's pro-man's motivation, mental health, you know, getting the best quality of life. It does not, however, mean we are anti-woman. That's where it seems to, people seem that it crosses the line. Like, oh, you're pro guys, so that means you're a misogynist. Like, no, this, that's not even the case. I'm a big believer yeah, yeah. that if you have a good, strong man who's constantly growing, you know, striving to be better in himself in every way, facet of life, that will in turn be better for the woman in a relationship and as a leader of the household, just as collateral. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. Like, what, what like I think most men, inc- including myself, I was raised where, like, my dad. You know, bless his heart. He he would raise me with he raised me with the philosophy that husbands are like the Indians in old westerns, right? They always lose, and he just had this mentality that like my mom was the boss and she would walk all over him, and like I like I was just raised like that's how it is, and um, I, I've come to learn that women actually want like strong men. They want leadership in that role. They want you to t- set the tone take the lead and that was that was that's mind-blowing for me because a lot of this stuff on my channel is is about that i get a lot of women that are you know they get pissed at me they <laughs> they say i'm playing games and i'm like it's, it's not about playing games really it's it's about reprogramming some of these guys minds because they've been raised with this blue pill fantasy that doesn't exist and you know, the sad thing about it is uh, this whole like, you know, I, I, I don't want to say like the F word as far as like feminism, but the, the modern feminist movement is sort of pushed to make men less masculine. And a lot of women are like, yeah, that's how it should be. But then they turn around now after, you know, 30, 40 years of this stuff. And they're like, where are all the real men at? <laughs> I literally just made a video about it the other day. And no, you're absolutely right. And even if you look at statistically, looking at testosterone of men throughout the past, you know, 30, 40 years, it is on a decline, right? It's sad that, what was it? Uh, Because Ryan Mickler literally talked about this uh, just the other day, how a man's testosterone when when he's 30 is pretty much about the same testosterone level of a man when he's 60. So that decline... Weaker men, there's a lack of good male role models in the household and in the world in general. And it's like, it, it just blows my mind. People don't understand the bigger picture. So I, I want to just, I want to get your take on this. Just bigger picture, right? So, in my opinion, what feminine, the feminine movement, which was great in its core, they had the right idea, right? But then, just because we are human and we are um, susceptible to human greed, ideology, materialism, full instinct, anything that is innately man-made or human, whatever you want to call it, actually for the wrong purpose and has taken too far. That's kind of like what's happened to the feminist movement. They took it too far. So what had happened was it screwed women over by stripping away the thing that made them absolutely special and unique and amazing. It took away their femininity. Men didn't want women to be 
just as equal as them in terms of workforce and strength. We literally want you to be a man. No, we don't want to date another one of the bros. That's not the point. <laughs> if I wanted that, I'd hit up my buddy Doug. He's fucking fantastic. I love him. <laughs> but it stripped away what made them absolutely amazing and beautiful. That comfort, being able to turn the house into a home, being able to be a man's emotional support, unlike just simply going to the guys. Have that be able to have that connection with intimacy. And it, what had happened was men are being stripped away of their masculinity. So now all it, all these young boys, and if you ever see the statistic of a father's household for a son, destroyed. Absolutely destroyed. The more like drop out of school, get into jail, become homeless, get into crimes, everything. Right? So now that only that young son, that young child, his only influence is from female mother, female teacher, coaches, whatever, with no male role models. Now, a woman is great in the early stages of a childhood. They need that comfort. They need that love. They need everything of that sort. The dad's role is to show you, hey, here's how to be a fucking adult. Here's how to take shit when life throws it at you. And here's how to actually provide and give back in this world. But the mother will teach the son how to show his emotions from a woman's standpoint which is wrong because that son is going to, and I, I get a lot of comments. Oh, I try to teach my son, you know, to share his emotions and share his feelings. That's great. Good on you for trying to do your due diligence. I will never rip on a mother who's doing the best that she can to raise her children. Nothing wrong with that. However, he's going to take that and he's going to go into the big boy world and he's going to try to do what his mom taught him on a woman and then wonder what he did wrong when she goes and sleeps with the more dominant masculine showing male and then he's gonna sit there and go what in the actual fuck <laughs> and he's gonna get butter yeah. and then it's gonna build resentment and now we see guys that are just simply just giving up on relationships on marriage on everything of the sort when really it's supposed to be joint you're supposed to be able to work together on these things not combat each other and don't get me wrong men are not always right women are not always right we are not fucking perfect and we have our faults but it's the fact that we need to be able to recognize this and continue growing and have a woman by our side that is patient enough with our stubborn asses to help us grow along with it that's the difference yeah I agree 100% one of the things that like you, you brought up about uh about moms trying to teach their their boys. I like to, you know, it's funny, if you ever put out a video saying how, you know, women can't truly teach their boys to be men, you know, uh, you get a lot of hate from women on that. And there, there really shouldn't be. And so I, the way I like to try to put that same message out there is, can you imagine me as a single dad without any kind of female influence trying to teach my girl how to be a, a woman? I have no idea. I'm not a woman. I have no idea what it's like. In fact, when uh, my my uh, I'm divorced. When I first got divorced, my uh, I had my daughter. I have my kids 50 50. I'm pretty lucky that way. And uh, you know, I'm trying to teach my or my daughter had like this rat's nest of a hair, and I, I I would try to brush it. I had no idea what I was doing. She's like, Dad, you're pulling my hair, and I'm like, Ah, you know I. I don't have long hair. I don't know what I don't know what to do. Luckily, I, I was dating a, a gal at the time that was like, "Well, what kind of brush are you using?" And I was like, "Oh, I got this 
airbrush and she's like you need a paddle brush you know i'm like the fuck's a paddle brush all right you know like <laughs> you know and like we need we need that you know the the uh, little girls need strong you know women uh role models just like little boys need strong male role models yeah and i don't know where this whole movement started where it's basically fuck all men i'm a strong independent woman i don't need no man women do it better when they completely neglect they're supposed to be different we are not <laughs> we are equal of value as human beings and our emotions and life force are valued respectively however we are not physically the same we are not hormonally the same we are not biochemically the same there's the difference we're supposed to just simply, how do I put it? Compliment each other's differences, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, um, yeah, we were we were talking about rational male. The the third rational male book, Positive Masculinity, talks all about that. It, it you know it, he talks about uh, Rola Tomasi talks about how you know men and women are fundamentally different, but those differences are meant to complement each other. They're not like one's not better than the other. It's supposed to be be complementary, and there are there's things that women women are better at than men. You know, I would venture to say, you know, although we do our best, I would say women are traditionally better at child rearing than men are. Men do a good job. I think you know I do a pretty good job with my kids, but you know, and obviously there's there's uh, some dads that do better than some moms, you know, but in general. <laughs> we're speaking generally here. Yeah. yeah. In, in general, guys are, you know, more rough around the edges. It's that, and that'll be very hard for a child. However, with, with moms and with women, they're, they're more comforting, they're more loving, they're more accepting, which a child kind of needs that to kind of figure out his strengths and his weaknesses. However, you know, what we're doing is we're just catering to everyone who gets offended or, you know, doesn't agree with something. And that's really just building a society of not only weak men, but just weak people in general. Even Joe Rogan touched on this topic of, you know, the hard times bring strong men, strong men bring easy times, easy times bring weak men. Right now we are in weak men and hard times. So something has got to change, right? We need to start putting <laughs> our foot down with, hey, you're not going to, you're not going to treat us this way. Hey, you guys need to start allowing us. We, we were created to do. I know a lot of people are going to rip on me for that one, but I believe we are all created with a purpose with, you know, by a divine creator. That's just where I stand. That's my opinion. You don't have to agree with me. You don't. It is what it is. But we have a purpose. Our purpose is to provide, be a leader, be a protector. And when we're taken out of that context, why do you think so many men are all depressed? They have no purpose. They have no drive. They got taken out of the thing that made them who they were. They were told not to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a whole movement too now, you know, that, uh, of men that, uh, they start, you know, they start learning this stuff or they, they actually don't learn this stuff. They just, you know, kind of feel like, you know, they have no, uh, no other way out. So they, they end up taking their own life. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty sad. It's pretty sad. There, uh, you know, there, there, actually, there's one thing that I, I, I actually teach on my, 
videos and I get a lot of hate for, and that's uh, how you're not, you really shouldn't go like crying to your, your girl, you know, like don't bring your problems to your woman, like take it to your boys or take it to a therapist or something like that. I get so much hate from like women saying, don't teach guys that like men are killing themselves. It's like, well, no, I think a lot of it's because they go to women and they tell them their problems and their women are like, you're weak and they leave. <laughs> you know, so they feel like they can't talk to the one person that they're supposed to be closest to. But it's like, guys, just avoid that altogether. Get some good, solid male friends and talk to them instead. Right. Absolutely. And Jordan Peterson even touched on that. You have to be vulnerable with your woman. It's good to be vulnerable with your woman, not weak around your woman. There's a difference. And a lot of people get these confused. When you are vulnerable with your woman, you're showing her your humanity. You're showing her you're not just a working machine. You're not just an animal. You know, you're showing her your humanity. However, when you're weak around a woman, you're crying over fucking spilled milk. You're showing her you can't handle your shit. Time and time again, I've <clears throat> excuse me, I've tried to express my emotions. Not to my fault. It's just I'm fucking human. You're there. I want to talk to you. You're my partner. I expect you to want to listen. And almost time and time again, that seemed to have failed. And then they wonder why. I, I go to other people to talk to. Well, it's like, one, I need to be able to vent without getting shit on for it. Sometimes when I need to vent, it doesn't come out the most appropriate. I understand that. Either way, it's just moving for. I need to move forward in some way, shape, or form. I'll figure out if it's the right way. If not, well, guess what? Adapt, overcome. But you're absolutely right. I tell so many guys, get with a group of guys. You need to have that group of boys that you can go to when shit gets fucking... Ideally, older men, because they're going to have more life experience and help guide you along that way. That's why I have my, my Uncrowned Kings Discord. I think we're at 2,500 men. You know, if you guys want the link to that, it's just go to Discord, Uncrowned Kings, invite, all that there. But that is a community for guys to feel like they have a safe place if they don't have guy friends or if they have a hard... or if they're introverted, if they have a hard time talking to people. Yeah, definitely. One thing too, I mean, yeah, that's one thing too. There's a lot of introverted people. I got a really good book here. I don't know if you're familiar with this guy. Um, he's got a YouTube channel. His name is uh, Dave Parada. Have you heard of Dave Parada or How To Beast? How To Beast, yes, I, I have heard of that one, yeah. Okay, yeah, so so Dave Parada is uh, like best friends with How To Beast. Okay. And, uh, I had Dave on the I had Dave on the podcast a while ago, and and in his book, it, that book there, Lifestyle Blueprint, great book. He he talks about like how to make friends, right? Because a, a lot of adults, and, and, and this goes for women too, a lot of adults have what's called forced friends, right? Like your acquaintances at work, you have the people that you went to school with, like you're only friends with them because you have to be there with them. You know, yeah. so he, he he talks about how like you can go like, let's say, you know, you know, with all the pandemic stuff, a lot of people work remotely now. He's like, spend a day working at the coffee shop, you know, talking to other people that are working there and stuff like that. He's like, go and join a, like a pickup, you know, football league or, you know, flag football or something like that. But there's way there's lots of different ways to get out there. I mean, sort of you have to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. But if you go out and do those types of activities, 
you can make friends outside of work, outside of school, and make like legit friends that you can go and, and talk to. You know, it's good. It's some good advice. Absolutely. And one good book that kind of can help you initiate that process too is How to Win Friends and Influence People by uh, was it mm-hmm. Dale or Dave Carnegie. Dale uh, Carnegie. Yeah. 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 Absolutely amazing book. I learned so much from that one book that I feel like I did a whole year of high school, it seemed like. That would help yeah. guys initiate that process at least. Learn how to start that conversation, get that connection. And then keep them wanting more so you can have that networking relationship. And honestly, that mutual benefit of having a good, solid friendship. I scratch my back or I scratch your back, you scratch my back kind of scenario. Yeah, definitely. I love that. But I've read it uh, or I've listened to it on audio twice. I I prefer to listen to books on audio if I can, because it's like effortless learning. You know, you I listen to it at the gym. I'm one of those weirdos that like if I'm out running or I'm at the gym. I'm not listening to like rock out music. I'm listening to podcasts. And I'm listening to books. <laughs> I'm a huge nerd that way. I mean, cardio, <laughs> cardio, car ride. I'll listen to podcasts and audiobooks and stuff. If I'm lifting, I want that murderous and ten blaring music in my head, like I'm training to go into combat. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. Like if I, so I've been I've been training for some marathons and stuff like that. If I'm if I'm actually it's actual race day. I'm listening to like hardcore rock or some like gangster rap shit because I'm like, I'm going to fuck you bitches up. <laughs> it's a competition at that point. Otherwise, I'm just leisurely fucking out there, whatever. I don't care. You know, oh, I just, just want to stop there. A couple of people are complaining about audio. Can you guys hear us? I think it has to do with, you know, our connections being in sync. So, okay. Will affect. There will be a lag on someone's end, regardless. Yeah. Probably someone using iPhone. Hear you. You can hear me. This is all being recorded. They'll be able to hear it later on too. Okay. Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Beautiful. Excellent. So moving forward, if I could ask you one question, if you can give a guy one piece of advice in the dating scene right now, as a younger dude. Going out in the world, dating's really fucking scary right now. You know, you're either too toxic, too controlling, too whatever. No one can get on the same fucking page anymore. Mm-hmm. So, what what would be your advice thus far? Oh, I've got lots of advice for that, but I will say, uh, if you can get a date with a girl, because that, that's a big complaint I get is, how are you even getting dates? <laughs> But uh, if you can get a date with a girl, the number one game changer that I found when I was dating was if you like her on a first date, always go for a kiss. Just go for it. Don't ask her. Don't be like, may I kiss you? That's a pussy move. Just go for it. Right. If she doesn't like it, she'll like turn her head or move her head back or, you know, go in for a hug or something like that. But then, you know. Then you know if she likes you or not. It's the ultimate test of interest. If she, you know, I, I've done it. I've, you know, I've been on the dating circuit for like two years now. I've got a girlfriend now, but it works. It works it, like 99.9% of the time. Women are receptive to it and they like it. It's it's cool. Everyone's, I've, I've only had one bad experience with it. And even then it wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, that's great actually, because it shows like one, you're some confident 
of some degree to be able to take that step forward. Two, it shows interest on your part to her, showing, hey, I'm not fucking around. I actually somewhat am interested in you instead of just, you know, I'm just gonna waste your time to some extent. And three, it might get you late. If that's, if that's, <laughs> if that's the goal of yours, you'll put that foot in the door. Definitely. I, I uh, now I typically, and this is a personal thing. I got, you know, I got guys in the comments that are like trying to get laid on the first date. I'm never really actually, actually trying to get laid on the first date. I look at first dates like it's a chem chemistry test. Like, do I like her or not? I mean, I'm not, and I, and I never go into a date worrying if she likes me or not. Cause that's, that's just a, uh, you're already putting yourself at a lower mindset than her, right? You're putting her like on a pedestal. So I go into it like, okay, let's see how this goes. See if I like her or not. And then if I like her, you know, I'll, I'll go for the kiss. But second or third date, like all, all bets are off, you know. <laughs> I, I think what we're running into now is everyone's so worried about that instant gratification, right? That instant, like, oh, I got to have it. Oh, that's all I care about. Oh, that's all it's worth. And people don't understand that when that's all you're about, you're you're putting a price tag on yourself. There's a you're not priceless, you're not valuable, you're not. I don't say valuable as in like your life valuable. I'm talking about just you, you go to say your worth. That way you can provide. You're putting a price tag on it because if that's all you genuinely have to offer, that's all you're seeking, that's all you're contributing. I'm sorry, but what what's the what's the point? If you guys are both on the same page, cool, do your thing, get out. You know what I mean? But if you're genuinely seeking something more, don't, I, my advice, I wouldn't go for the girl that's just giving it up to every Tom, Dick, and Harry, and then hoping one day she stops hoeing around enough to, you know, come to me. Because nice guys finish last. And there's actually a psychology behind that. Yeah. Yeah, a great, a great book on that actually is uh, No More Mr. Nice Guy by Dr. Robert Glover. That's a that's a life-changing book. If, if guys read that, um, it's not cynical like uh, like Rational Man was, right? They could read it after, uh, after a bad breakup and, you know, wondering what they did wrong. Read that book. They'll be like, oh, I know exactly what I did wrong. <laughs> it's it's an eye-opening book for sure, but... Uh, and, and the funny thing is too, like when, when I, I say stuff like, you know, nice guys finish last or you can't be a nice guy, that doesn't mean you automatically have to be an asshole. You know, you can be a good guy without being a nice guy and just not be a pushover, you know? So I, I've put it like this in a few of my videos, right? Nice is relative. What's nice for me may not be so nice for you. What's nice for you may not be so nice for me. It is relative based on your social upbringing and societal standards. Now, being nice doesn't also have to mean I'll let you walk all over me. Having that self-respect <laughs> is a lot more attractive than just being a bitch and just being walked all over. That's, how, that's why you get men that are saying, oh, my woman doesn't respect me. Well, it's like, you let her disrespect you. You let her walk all over you. And that's where you can really test a woman's true colors is that if she, try, if she tries to do those shit tests on you. And she tries to walk all over you, but you're not having it, right? You you try to put your foot down. You try to have that self-respect, and she lashes out at you. She wanted that control, and she doesn't like the fact that you're trying to take that control back. That's a huge red flag. 
Yeah, one thing that uh, the the author of No More Mr. Nice Guy says, uh, I don't know, he, he's got a couple of books out there and I've read them both. Uh, but one of the things that he said was like, I think it was in his second marriage or whatever. This is where he, like after his like second marriage, he, he finally decided to start figuring out what the hell he was doing wrong. Well, as most of us do. And what he, what, what, one of the things that he put in the book that he, uh, his, his, one of his ex-wives said to him was, look, if you can't stand up to me, how can I expect you to stand up for me? So it's a, it's a psychology thing too. Like women almost want you to not let them walk all over the, or walk all over you because they want a strong man that sets the tone, takes the lead. They want a leader. And if they walk all over you, then you're not the leader for that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, we kind of touched on this in the beginning. We also have to remember too, we are not perfect again. It's not always women trying to shit test us, whatever. We have our faults too, but we need to see both sides. That's a huge issue that I've been seeing a lot with this younger generation of women is that they don't want to see both sides because when they see both sides, truth causes self-accountability. Self-accountability causes you to have to fix the fucking problem. Guys are problem solvers. If a gentleman is open to actually solving the problem and fixing himself, he will hear out both sides and understand. We just lost him. Hold on. Yeah, we just lost you. Got it? Man, TikTok is <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. We'll, we'll edit that one out. The magic of editing. Right. What I, what I was trying to say was basically, you know, when you have to see both sides, right, it has that self-accountability because especially in a relationship and especially in a breakup too, it's not always one person. Something had to have caused that to lead up to whatever, play both sides, have that open ear. A guy's a fixer. He would want to take that and try to fix the problem. He'll try to work on himself. That's why I always say, you know, a relationship will fail when the woman's unhappy. Because if the guy's unhappy, well, he's going to have to work to fucking fix that shit. If a woman's unhappy, is well, why are we even bothering? Why even try to fix anything? And if this is just from my own personal experience, you know, my friend's experiences. It's like, is it really that hard just to try to improve on yourself and fix the fucking issue. I know I'm not perfect, but I will actively try to fix it as long as I see you're actively trying to fix it along with me. I'm not going to be the only one continuing to fight. Yeah, I hear you on that. The, uh, you know, one thing too, like uh, a book that I talk about a lot is um, How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne. And in that book, he actually, that, that book is a phenomenal book because it runs the gambit of like meeting women like pickup dating women all the way to like a relationship if that's what your goal is and 
he talks about like how to maintain a relationship, how to be an active listener and stuff like that. And basically he, he, his thing is, if you're the leader in the relationship, then it, it is your job. You're the captain of the ship. So like you do need to sort of, if things aren't going right, you need to constantly basically be monitoring your woman's attraction level. And if it starts to dip, then you need to start putting in a little bit of more work, you know, and that just goes with the territory of being a man, you know. Uh, one thing I want to say too about uh, about no accountability, I, I do hear that a lot too in the men's community. Like, oh, women have zero accountability, and and I think you know there's definitely a lot of women like that. But I also see that in the comments with with dudes too. They have zero accountability. They like to point fingers at women and say, "Oh, women are the problem." These modern women and stuff like that. It's like, mm, you know, you can't change them. You can only change yourself. So I don't know. It sort of goes both ways. Conversations with guys and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, you know, she did X, Y, and Z." Well, it's like, "Well, what were you doing to improve yourself? What were you doing to help guide and lead her?" And especially in, in my relationship, you know, it's probably about a, a year and a half. I've learned so much in terms of holding myself accountable and being like, "Well, here's where I was lacking, which caused this toxicity or this trauma, or you know, this to happen." Because you could see it happening. And when you look back, you're like, all right, where, what could I have done? Even if she was the one that messed up, even if I was the one that messed up, where, in what way could I have improved, done differently, or affected this situation so we didn't have that outcome? But again, you also need a partner that's willing to have that conversation with you here. And I'll be like, all right, here's the situation. How do we both address this moving forward? And not a lot of people want that cooperation. They want to point fingers. Yeah. One wants to point the finger at the guy. It's like, no, we're both fucked up. <laughs> one thing, uh, one thing that I recognize too, and it's sort of like uh, a thing that I won't really tolerate anymore. I think it's important for men to have like a list of wants and don't wants in a partner, you know. And one of the things that I I want in a partner is someone that has good communication with me, because I was with a gal. I talk about her on my podcast all the time. Uh, but I was with this gal after my divorce for like four and a half years, and she just had she just had a hard time verbalizing things. She would just sort of shut down and like just let things bother her, and then not come and talk to me about like about that stuff. And then next thing I know, you know, she's unhappy in the relationship, and like you know, we ended up breaking up. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? You know. <laughs> And she's like, well, I tried to talk to you about it. I'm like, no, you didn't. You know, you never tried to talk to me about it. What are you talking about? So, I don't know. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that it, it's important to have that good communication with people at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, see, my, my biggest, my big, I guess, downfall has always been, you know, when a situation really starts to escalate. I want to do my best to de-escalate the situation. We're going to sit down. We're going to talk about it. I don't want you to just run away because nothing's going to get solved. You're going to stay in that negative mindset. And we're going to keep going. But if they don't want to de-escalate the situation, then it's like trying to, you know, shake a soda can and pop it. All that pressure is going to build up, build up until it finally explodes. And now you're kind of fucked. That's... Yeah. At least in my experiences, so it's like I'm at to the point now where if need to, it's like if you want to walk out, walk out. There's really nothing. You are going to be in your own mindset. 
and there's nothing I could do or say or whatever to calm your ass down so we can move forward with this fight. Fine. Yeah. I will say that I will say this. Uh, a lot of guys and, and myself think was included in that. Uh, a lot of guys get reactionary when it comes to like arguments with their with their women. And um I used to be, I used to get to the point where I get like fuming mad and stuff like that. And then it was like, honey, I can't talk to you right now. I, I need some space to calm down before we can talk like rational people. But uh, one of the things I've learned on this, like this journey of learning about women and stuff like that is to not be reactionary. And it's, it's almost better to be either just be indifferent, <laughs> you know, like supreme indifference or, you know, um, they're, they're, basically, they're, they say like there's two ways to handle a shit test: they're extreme indifference or agree and amplify, right? So those are your two options. But I think in an argument, it's best to just be very like stoic, calm, not reactionary, and that makes all the difference in the world. People don't realize how hard that can be when your partner knows you very well and they know how to push every right button that gets right underneath yeah. your skin. My ex-wife was like that. My ex-wife, uh, she was the kind of person that knew how to like, she, she didn't she didn't fight fair, you know? Like in, instead of just like arguing the point or whatever, she used to like to throw insults and stuff like that, which is not a healthy thing to do in a relationship. You know, if you're in, if you love someone, like insulting them is not the right way of going about arguing. That's a shitty thing to do to somebody. So she used to like hurl insults at me until like I was losing my shit, you know? And then I'm the bad guy for losing my shit. But so, <laughs> now I, I won't, it just won't be with someone like that. That's right. just a trash person. I a lot of research on like the female narcissist and stuff because that, that just seemed to really intrigue me. And I, I have a lot of experience in dealing with that. And because I, I thought I was going crazy in the point. And granted, again, I'm not perfect. I know where I fucked up in the relationship in the past. But I also had to take a step back and take a look and be like, all right, what led me to make this situation the way it is? And what had happened was they'll build up, they'll push all the buttons, all the buttons, you know, keep keep it going, keep it going, until the point, like you said, you la uh, you lash out or you finally snap because we're human, we can only take so much, and then now you're the bad guy for almost defending yourself, but it's not defending yourself in the healthiest manner because you've been pushed over the edge like that. At that point, the entire <laughs> situation is way too toxic. You both need to separate, and you both need to either cool down, come back together, and try it again, or if it's too toxic, you just you, you take the L. Yeah, I th the way I look at it now, and I feel like a lot of men should do this, because uh, a lot of men don't. A lot of men have no standards. A lot of men take what they can get, and you know, like so the you know you, you hear this a lot. You know, like women file for most of the. The divorces is because a lot of men like are afraid to be alone and shit you know uh but once you like you learn some of this stuff you realize that you're you have options you know you're you're not going to be alone forever there's another bus every 15 minutes i always say and and i got that from Corey wayne and uh you don't have to tolerate that shit you know like if you're in a relationship and someone's doing this kind of stuff to you like she's donezo <laughs> get out i don't need that in my life you know I always thought it was really interesting looking at the statistics of marriage and divorces and everything because there's always a lot of point of fingers. Like, yes, we can say most of uh, divorces are started by women. Well, then they will go, 
well, most causes for divorce is uh, infidelity. And then in reality, if you look at it, pretty much right up there with the infidelity is uh, what's it called? Fi financial struggles. Like a guy loses his job, he loses his source of income, he gets, you know, a demotion or, you know, terminated with his job. But marriage and stuff like that is never, ever black and white like that. It's a very gray area. So when you say infidelity, oh, the man's the one that cheated. Well, we're fucking stupid. We don't hide that shit, especially now with social media and technology and everything. We don't really hide that shit or cover our tracks as well as women do. So yes, you can study infidelity, but that's only for the people that either got caught or admitted to it. That's excluding all the ones that got away with it, that didn't admit it, or what you deem as infidelity versus not infidelity, whether that's actually going out and sleeping with someone, whether that's emotional infidelity, or whether that's liking a girl's picture on social media and they call it infidelity and now there's divorce. It's never that black and white. No. Never. You know, one thing too, I want to just touch on, you talked about like a lot of divorces happen when a guy loses his job and uh, like at face value, you, you, uh, a lot of guys will point at that and be like, see women, all they want is money. But what I found um, is that it's not necessarily the fact that he lost his job. It's that when a lot of guys lose their jobs, they go into like this depression and then they give up and then they don't want to try and that kind of shit is what causes women to leave that th this, you know, cause if you're a true leader, right? Like you're, you're a, a solid go getter, you might lose your job, but you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go out and do whatever it takes to put food on my table, take care of my family. I'm not going to let me, let this get me down. That's like a winner's attitude. Women dig that and you can lose your job and you'll have a woman that'll be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and stick with you if you do that but if you just give up and be like oh i can't find a job oh this sucks i'm just gonna collect unemployment now you're just being a loser and women don't like losers you know i mean yeah 100 i mean i know we're not really responding to comments but i just saw one pop up say they cheat because you wasn't there when you were working all the time and they lose their job and now they're gone well look at it this way women a lot of a lot of times and even guys but if the man is the male uh the primary breadwinner it's a, it's a different dichotomy. Now, you need to realize families can't afford to have one person working, one person not. You can't have his time and the money too. You can't have it all. If you want to be taken care of and if you want that nice house and be provided for whatever, he is going to have to work. You want vacations, you want nice presents for the kids, you want, you know, a nice car, everything. He needs to fucking work. Or better yet, if you're struggling, then you need to fucking work. So that is a perfect example. I have a perfect personal example with this is that when I had my son, I told my baby mama, stay home. You're recovering. Take care of the kid. Don't worry about anything. Let me work. I will take care of it all. Whatever you need, just let me know. Well, she took that as, oh, you're never home. You're never you know, around to spend time with us. So I'm gonna go and you know do whatever with other guys and text them and you know go behind your back. Well, it's not because I was working all the time that I was never there that she cheated. We could not afford to have me not work and also be there at the exact same time. You can't have both. When I'm the sole provider and I'm providing for everything, I need to be gone. I need to be working. I need to be doing everything that I can for helping take care of a newborn 
and another adult who didn't take care of the household or anything else. A lot of situations don't have that kind of freedom. Not a lot of times both parents make copious amounts of money where one stay home. And a lot of times if both parents are making a lot of or both, you know, partners are making a lot of money, chances are you're spending a lot of money too. Your bills go up. You buy nicer things. So both of you need to stay working. Yeah, 100%. My my uh my now ex-wife she was uh she was something else. I don't I don't think she ever cheated on me. You know, I have no evidence of, of any of that. Uh, but yeah, she was uh, she was interesting when when we split. When she decided to file for divorce, she wanted full custody of my kids, and her reasoning was, "Well, you work all the time. Like, you don't want these kids." And I was like, "What are you talking about? Like, I love my kids. The only, the only reason why like I didn't spend a lot of time at home with the kids when you were stay at home mom is because I was the only one fucking working. Like." That doesn't mean I don't I didn't I don't want my kids. Yeah. Luckily, like uh, at that time, like I was, you know, working from my home, so I had like an excellent case for 50-50. I was like, look, I can have the kids. I don't need daycare. Like the kids could be here while I'm at work. Like it's no big deal. And it, you know, it worked out in my favor. I, f- I feel bad for a lot of men that uh, you know maybe like they're oil rig workers. You know, like they're gone for you know, months at a time, like they, they can't see their kids. And so then their wives leave them and they don't have, a, you know, like the stand on as far as the court sees to have custody of their kids because like the court looks at it like, well, you're not here half the time. Like, why should you have 50, 50, you know, like that doesn't make sense. So that, that, that's rough for those types of guys. Right. And then, after that, then the woman takes, you know, half your shit, half your paycheck, do whatever. And you're just like, it's literally the same situation. You're spending all this money, but now you have no wife, you have no kids, possibly need to go get a new house. It's like, for what? For what? So you can right. go another guy? Like, <laughs> marriage marriage now is, is just a financial contract. Because if, really if you really love a person, all you're looking for is that title. All you're looking for is that, I want to be married. You want that security, knowing if anything happens, I'm still protected after you leave me. Other than that, if you really love a person, you guys know you guys aren't splitting, there there should be no issue with not getting married. If you guys know you're going to be together, if you know you guys are going to have the kids together, it's literally just a title. It's nice to be married. It's nice to have that sense of security in that home and that family. But the way marriage is now, it's not necessary. One of the someone someone in my comments one time said something I thought it, it resonated with me. It was genius. They're like, once you get married, you have to ask the government how you break up. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right? It's the dumbest thing ever. If you put it that way, it's like, yeah, you know, it's it. it there really is not a lot of benefit. I I just uh, I have an upcoming podcast episode where I uh, I have a, a lawyer friend in Louisiana. And we were talking about like prenups and what can men do to better protect themselves. And and if you listen to that whole episode, what it comes down to is you can't, you know, it's like you, you can do some things like uh, he, we talked about prenups and he's like, look, it's, it's like a, wearing a flak jacket, right? You know, you wear, you wear like a bulletproof vest, you take a slug, you're still going to get cracked ribs, maybe like, you know, get, get some shrapnel in your arm or something. 
you're not going to come out unscathed, but you're not going to die like that. And I was like, that sounds fucking terrible. You know, like, <laughs> like there's might as well not get married. You know, that's if you really want to protect your shit, don't get married. And, it, and it's even worse in the military. Like it's even worse in the military because then you could lose your benefits, right? You can lose your pension or anything else that your retirement, anything else that you had, uh, that, that you had saved up for. Mm -hmm. She didn't do anything. She didn't serve right. for 20 plus years. Yeah, that's one of the, one of the things I, I talk about too is like, I, you know, with this modern feminist movement and everything, with all this hashtag equality going around, alimony shouldn't exist anymore, you know? Because women have every opportunity out there that men do get an education. Uh, Phone died. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, let me go plug it back in. I'll join you in a second. Sounds good. This podcast is going to need some good editing. this little intermission here. We might have to just scrap this uh, video. <laughs> oh, you think so? Yeah, I don't have... Uh, yeah, I don't have a plug that's close enough to my camera, so... I can get back on live, but uh, I don't think we're going to keep the, be able to keep this video because I'm, I'm not going to be able to record the video. Gotcha. Well, that's whatever you want to do. I think I think I still am rolling with the um, the audio recording. Okay, I'll just get back on that then. then at least you'll have audio then. Yep. Alright, hold on. I'll be right there. Alright, sounds good. So while we're on this little intermission, guys, if you guys haven't got the chance to check out any of the stuff the Uncon Kings community offers between the merch, you know, the podcast that we're doing right now, the uh, community discord, along with any coaching or memberships that we offer, I'm going to be coming out with a lot more stuff, hopefully here soon in the near future, the more I uh, hustle and bustle and keep working at it. Um, so we're doing this full-time, working full-time, and a bunch of other shit. And we do what we can. We do what we can. But this is a community for you guys to grow, for you guys to expand and continue moving forward and increasing your better quality of life. I guess while we're in this uh, little intermission, if you guys have any comments, questions, concerns for myself, I guess this would be the uh, time to go for it. This podcast is going to need so much editing. That's right, though. I got a guy for it. I got a guy. Yeah. The Uncrowned Kings movement. Let's move forward here. All right.
Yeah, I figured try something new. If we um tried live streaming the um the recording of the podcast, I figured that'd be kind of cool for you guys to be able to see kind of live what's really going on behind the scenes. And then even cooler just to see it all come together on Spotify or something. Now we'll try to figure it out, see if we can get it on uh YouTube as well. I've been talking with a lot of my followers and stuff lately. Apparently they want me to come out with a, a coffee line. I have no idea how the fuck I'm going to do that, but apparently I'm going to have to start selling coffee because you motherfuckers want coffee. So I guess I'm going to have to give coffee. It's better because you can definitely do a lot more in a podcast or a video than you can. All right, we're going to jump back on here. All right, man. He's <laughs> a bitch. You know, I don't know about I don't know about you, but uh, TikTok like just drains the battery from my phone. Oh yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Especially when you go live. Fuck. Yeah. I think it's this is insanity. More than anything. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll get the um, I'll get the audio from this. If not, I at least have the whole live recorded. At least TikTok does that for us, so we'll have the whole live recorded. Oh, okay. You, yeah, you should be able to download that and at least rip the audio. Yeah, so I, I, we'll have something. We will have something coming from this. <laughs> no, but um, where, where, where do we leave off? I guess we can kind of end with moving forward with the guys. Going, going forward in, in the whole dating scene, that's a very, very scary part of life. Kind of like what I said again in the beginning, kind of loop back around. Just because we're helping guys doesn't mean we're anti-woman. Simply, you know, calling them out on their bullshit that a lot of them have been on lately, or at least that's what social media portrays is a lot of like the negative or the loudmouth ones. And we're simply calling them out because of it doesn't necessarily make us bad. It's just we're tired of the bullshit. We're tired of men killing themselves off because they can't simply handle it anymore simply because they don't have an outlet for their feelings or their emotions. And something I really like to preach or talk about is being a man is a lot more being about mentally and emotionally strong rather than just simply physically strong. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What, uh, you know, I, when I was, I was raised, I, luckily I was raised, um, you know, I talked about my dad sort of being a blue pill simp guy, but, uh, when I was, when I was in elementary school and, and, uh, junior high, uh, I was in martial arts and my, my sensei was like a really great mentor in my life. And he was very much about mindset and being a leader and, and stuff like that. And that, that stuck with me my whole life. And I don't think a lot of people, you know, men and women have that kind of mentality and, and, and role model. And, 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 uh, I don't know, I, I guess, uh, mentorship growing up and uh you know and then also my time in the military taught me to have you know a a, a good mindset about things because there's a lot of shit that sucks in the military <laughs> you you were in the you're in the you were in the army marine corps <laughs> sorry <laughs> so i was <laughs> so you're you are a marine you you can't put that in the former um 
I was I was in the Navy, you know, like I probably didn't see the same kind of shit you did, but there's a lot of stuff that still sucks in the Navy. There's a lot of stuff that sucks in all the different branches and your mindset will get you through all of that. You know, you can sit there and focus on how everything sucks or you can focus on getting the job done and, you know, getting through things. So, yeah, men definitely need to have a good mindset. I've always hated the term man up, right? When someone tells you to man up, because when they're telling you to man up, a lot of times it's not just simply to get a job done. If there's a job that needs to be done, oh, you don't want to fucking go mow the lawn or do the eight mile hike. It's like, okay, no, now you kind of need to man up, grow some fucking nuts and get the job done. What you do not need to quote unquote man up for is when you're dealing with depression, anxiety, trauma, PTSD, all the other shit that we keep bottled inside, you shouldn't man up for that. You need to be able to learn how to express that appropriately around the right people at the right time and especially in the right way. Yeah, that's very well said. And that's very well said because, yeah, like, like, like I said earlier, you know, like I get a lot of shit when I talk about, you know, as a man, don't don't bring your problems to your woman. But that doesn't mean you can't talk about it to, to people. You know, it doesn't mean you can't have feelings. It, it just means, you know, have a good group of supportive male friends, you know, ha- like go see a professional therapist. You know, if there, there are avenues for you. Benefit guys a lot more than I think they, they realize. I'm actually going to try to look into some therapy for myself because I've had so much going on in my head, especially in the past year, uh, just to be able to let that out. But that will help them more than they realize just simply because they're not taking their problems to their woman, right? You have all this bent up, you have all this anger and resentment inside you, whatever. You're not going to take it out on her. You're going to be able to get it released somewhere else and come to her with a healthy, clean mindset. So you'll be okay. Yeah, I feel like most most women want to feel like you got shit, you got a plan for things, like you've got things under control. And if you go to her sobbing, like, oh, like all this stuff's happening to me, all oh, this really sucks. Uh, she's just like, you know, what? Do you have anything under control? Like, what the hell? Eventually, she loses attraction, and eventually, she'll leave. It's like. You need to, I, I always say too, like if you have to bring a problem to your woman, you better also come with a solution too. be like, oh man, this really sucked today. This, this was, this was really hard on me, but you know, I'm learning from it or, you know what, we got it under control. It'll be better next week. Put a positive spin on that shit <laughs> as best as you can. Absolutely. Well, do you have any uh, closing thoughts? Where can people find you? What are you doing? You know, what, what uh, closing thoughts. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't have any closing thoughts. I will say, what's that? So we covered a lot. We, we really did. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, I will say to people, you can find me. You know, obviously uh, at Come On Man Pod on on TikTok. Uh, if you go to comeonmanpodcast.com, That'll take you to the audio version of my podcast. Uh, you can find me on YouTube also. Uh, I have new episodes every every Monday. Awesome. Awesome. Good deal. Well, all right, Paul. It was an absolute pleasure talking with you, man. We'll definitely have to do this again soon. I'll be more than happy to be a guest on your podcast, and we'll, we'll get some stuff figured out. We'll, we'll definitely help some guys. Yeah, after this, let's 
connect again on Zoom so we can uh, work out some details on other things. Yeah, just give me like a uh, maybe like a five minute intermission or a ten minute intermission so I can go to the bathroom and collect myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, same, dude, same. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. All right, take care. All right, man.